Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight, uh, back on solid ground from, well, okay. you know, obviously I was gone for the weekend. And, of course, the weekend that I'm gone, all hell breaks loose. Boy, and, didn't it, huh? Uh, that's just the way it happens sometimes. Yeah, we had a, an amazing uh, weekend. And I don't think it's over. I think the news is just beginning. Uh, uh, they're talking now about increasing the uh, the strikes against Gaza, the Israelis. Well, it could be, uh, yeah, it could be happening right now as uh-huh. we talk. I mean... Yeah, I was going to say everything started on Saturday morning, but it really didn't start on Saturday morning because there was pre-planning going into this, and we can talk about the $6 billion that was unfrozen by the U.S. government, which kind of, as I was saying, yeah, they equate it, you know, how $1 compares to another. It's like freeing up uh, $100 to $120 billion. Mm. But there was, you know, there were weapons and things in place. I guess the only thing that came out, is we kind of knew Iran was behind it, but the, the Iran's going, yeah, yeah, we helped out in this, and you know, so now, many tentacles to this octopus. Now they're getting threats. The Israelis are from Hezbollah and Lebanon. Uh, you do something in Gaza, and we're coming in. And apparently, Hezbollah has a uh, pretty good army. Also. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iraq, the Iraqis of all people. I mean, this is the country whose bacon we saved and put billions of our own dollars into that country. Well, I knew they were going to come into this. They have threatened the Israelis. They said, you do something and we're going to come in. We'll consider it an an attack. Well, now, does Iran have nukes? I know they were trying to. Iran, if they don't have nukes, Bill, I think they're really close. Really close. Uh, Yeah. I think in, in the past decade... They probably, I mean, they were trying to build it during H.W., uh, yeah. during his reign, mm-hmm. and maybe with George, but that's a long time ago. That's over a decade now. So I would say they got it. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu said that this will be a war that is remembered for generations. Well. Uh, he's he, he said this is going to change the Middle East. I found I found it. Uh, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu met with local and regional leaders from Israel's southern region on Monday, as the Israel Defense Force expanded airstrikes in the Gaza Strip following Hamas's deadly surprise attack on Saturday. "Quote: I ask that you stand steadfast because we're going to change the Middle East," Netanyahu told mayors and council heads stressing that the Hamas terror group will be defeated, quote, force, uh, forcefully. He also says, and I'm trying to find the quote about uh, changing it uh, uh, forever, and of course I can't find it, but essentially his commitment and the commitment of Israel is different than anything that I've heard since 1973. You know, yeah. this this is a big deal. I, I get the impression now that uh, political op- opinion be damned. If we're going to go in and just take Hamas out, it's going to be gone. It's yeah, gonna- you know, and some of the things I'm thinking about this, you know, A, I got to think about us and what we said about we, we have no ammunition for our troops, for our people from the Ukraine war. We gave everything to the Ukraine and we're committing ammunition to Israel, but we're following up and giving them ammunition. And it turns out, apparently, we have been preparing for this war right here for 50 years. 
We have been stockpiling ammunitions, U.S. ammunitions, in Israel. Well, I know that we sent a uh, uh, an aircraft carrier and its support fleet to... Gerald uh, R. Ford, which yeah. is supposed to be the most modern, most capable ship. My problem with that, and I know you had the same thing because I was out of pocket yesterday, but uh, the, when they sent that, they're, they're, they're sending it right... You know, in front of the, they're they're sending it right in front of uh, right in front of the problem. That ship is designed to wreak havoc from afar. It can be out of your reach, but you're not out of its reach. What they're saying though is they're going to use it and putting it right there in front of them in their reach. They're saying they're going to use it to, uh, uh, I guess, remove people, uh, uh, Americans, uh, people who need to be rescued. They're going to be target. They're going to be uh, uh, taken to that aircraft carrier and then taken away. But I, I, I said yesterday, Bill, and I, I don't. I'm kind of with you. I, I think that when you have a ship like that and you put it in harm's way, you have to be be prepared to use it as a weapon. If you just stick it there as a show of strength, you are putting all of the men on that ship in harm's way. Well, what did that ship cost? Oh, um, several billion dollars at least. Probably hundreds of billions of dollars. And we're putting it there where they can sit there. I, I remember, you know, um, I forget the name of the ship, but remember we had one warship in port one time, and they came up in a inflatable bolt, boat loaded with explosives, killed a lot of sailors, and blew a big hole in that boat. Oh, yeah. yeah you I, know, I, I, and, or I say boat, ship. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can sit there, you, you put an explosive in the right spot and they probably know the right spot. You can sink it right there where it sits. Now, are we going to sit there? We have, it's not the ship so much as the technology. The technology is designed, like I said, to wreak havoc from across the world. I don't, I don't think that they'll get within a hundred yards of an American warship anymore. I think that that's the difference. I know what you're talking about. That happened, in, I think, in 2000, where they mm -hmm. went up and blew up a small boat uh, and almost sank the ship. They had to literally take that ship, put it on barges, and and take it back to the United States to be mm -hmm. to be repaired uh, because they couldn't. It would have sunk if they tried to, uh, fl you know, take All it right. back. You, manually. you fire ten cruise missiles at that ship. Is it going to do something to it? Well, they, they supposedly have anti-cruise missile capability on the ships nowadays, but I, that's a good question. I don't know, Bill. If they if they hit that ship with a cruise missile, they can sink it. It's as yeah. easy as that. I mean, you hit it in the right place. You hit it. Uh, look, you you hit it where um, maybe something with the doors open when they're they where they bring the planes down and store it inside. You get something inside the belly of the the beast. And what's done? What good is a ship the if the, what good is a ship if the deck is destroyed? What if they don't destroy it? What if they just take the deck out? Yeah. Well, what we're trying to say, we're not saying we're going. Oh, we'll see that ship blown up. I don't want to see it blown up, but I don't think that they're they're using it properly. You just don't go there and flex your muscle, and uh, at a bully, and not expect him to smack you. While all of this was happening, mm -hmm. Joe Biden had a barbecue Saturday night. Yeah, he took the day off. No, that was that was yesterday. Yeah, S Saturday night, the night of the attack. 
or maybe mm-hmm. maybe it was Sunday night. Uh, no, Saturday night was the barbecue, and Sunday was uh, a party at the White House. Yeah. And um, wait, is it, or was it last night? Let me let me read you the story. President Joe Biden called the lid before noon on Monday as Americans continued to be held hostage by Iranian-backed Hamas in the Gaza Strip, and as Israel is still under assault. The White House has called a lid for the day before the pool call time. We will not be seeing the president today, the White House pool report states. Last night, okay, so this was Monday night, Biden and the First Lady hosted a party at the White House, complete with a live band. So Saturday night, uh, the night of the actual attack, uh, he had a barbecue. Or was it Sunday night? I, I guess what I'm. I guess it was Sunday night. The yeah. barbecue was Sunday night. The party was Monday night. It's hard to keep track, folks. It really is. I mean, this is a guy who, uh, if he was a serious president, would have uh, made statements faster. You know, he went to bed on uh, Saturday night, and I guess uh, this happened at about eleven thirty our time. And they didn't go in to wake him up. They waited until 7.30 the next morning to tell him that uh, Americans were being held hostage, some Americans were dead, and that they had attacked, the Hamas had attacked Israel. Yeah, and I think after that he took the day off. Amazing. So he got, up and got out of bed and took the day off because he doesn't know what to do, and I, I don't think he really cares. It's all just somebody's giving him orders okay, I got to take a nap, and that's it. He's done. Yeah, But we haven't heard about Hunter over the weekend. In his case, we haven't heard about the investigation into Joe. and uh, Or the Ukraine. We haven't, or the we Ukraine. Haven't, we yeah. haven't heard about any of that. I, don't, I didn't really even see a lot of Trump news, although I did hear that they, they some judge ruled something against him. And then there was a big rally in uh, New Hampshire, was it, uh, yesterday? Yeah, a lot of people there. But, uh, you know, the Ukraine, I, I got a story about that, too. Uh, there's a lot happening in the Ukraine. People don't understand why the Ukraine is having so much tr- uh, of a problem because we've given them tons and tons and tons of equipment. You know, they've talked about, well, they don't have air support, but, you know, they have drones. Right. They have, Which is a form of air support. Uh, this is what we, I think what we're seeing is we're seeing – them have problems in the Ukraine because they're not putting all of the money we're giving them into resources for the war. I mean, we're paying Social Security, and not their form of retirement, to civil service employees. We're paying salaries for people. Uh, we're probably doing other things with the money that we shouldn't be doing. Uh, I say we. The Ukrainians are doing uh, things with the money they shouldn't be doing. When the American people are giving all this money with the idea that it's all going to the war effort. It's all going to go to, for bombs and, and uh, weaponry and trucks and tanks. And that's not the case. So what's happening now is they're, they're having a, a problem with the Russians. They're kicking butt. And, uh, mm-hmm. and um, the story I cannot find, I got a stack of stuff here. Uh, you know, the, uh, the Slovaks, uh, Slovakia has said enough. We're not doing any more for the Ukraine. We're all done. Our support is finished. We gave you our old fleet of Soviet MiG-29 fighter jets, and uh, we have given you uh, money and support, and we've taken in your refugees, and we're right. done. And now they're done. 
So, and Hungary is on the verge of doing that. So no, I don't blame him. You know? Yeah, it says so. With the world attention riveted on Israel battling fiercely to repel attacks by Hamas and Hezbollah, little notice is being paid to the setbacks Ukraine is suffering at the hands of Russian forces. Uh, not only does Ukraine face a significant reduction in Western military aid in the upcoming months, but Ukrainian forces are being pushed back steadily towards the Dnieper River. So um, it, it's uh, not going well for the Ukraine right now. Russian forces are having their way with these people. and But again, Bill, like we're not hearing about it because uh, all of the oxygen in the room is being sucked up by what's happening in Israel. But, you know, I think we're going to see some oxygen sucked out of our uh, sails when uh, all hell breaks here, the hell loose here in our soil, because... You got to wonder, with the border walls being down, that uh, we don't have terrorist Hamas cells here. We've had protests all over the place. And apparently, as a nation, we're divided. Palestine, Israel. Palestine, Israel. And we can't we can't sit there and agree to disagree with anybody anymore. I mean, if, if you don't believe what I believe, you need to be taken out. So if we've got terrorist cells in this country, they're probably about ready to do something and they even, what, have 1.5 million gotaways that are carrying the drugs. So what the hell do we have in this country that is ra- waiting just for to get their marching orders or to do what they got to do? And, you know, we can go back to that uh, ammonium nitrate that uh, is missing. Are we going to get to see it now come to fruition? Uh, the uh, rocket fuel, are we going to get to see all that come blaring down our way? You know, um, we're not alone with our the questions we're asking. Uh, Franklin Graham was on TV yesterday, mm-hmm. and you know he's a he's a wonderful uh, minister. Uh, he is a guy who uh, is his whole life is wrapped around God and the teachings of Jesus. And uh, he was on, but he talked about what's happening in Israel. And uh, listen to what he had to say. Reverend Franklin Graham joins me. Good evening, sir. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, we're watching what's going on in Israel. And, you know, the hate in some heart is really hard to come to terms with. But as you watch what's been going on the last 40 hours, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, Greta, three things. Uh, first, uh, the Bible instructs us in uh, Psalms 122 to pray uh, for the peace of Jerusalem. And I certainly am praying for uh, the people, uh, the Israelis. I'm not praying for their enemies. I'm pray that God will give them victory over their enemies. Uh, uh, second to God, uh, this is what's uh, so worrisome to me. This could happen in this country. Uh, President Biden and the Democratic Party have left our southern border uh, unguarded. And uh, they don't have to come over with paragliders, our enemies. They don't have to uh, cut through the barbed wire. They could just walk in and just uh, disappear in this country. And that's what's happening. There are tens of thousands of military-age men from countries like Cuba, Nicaragua, Venezuela, uh, that are walking into this country. And we don't know who they are. And so could they just have a coordinated attack at some point where they walk into the theater or grocery stores with uh, guns and start uh, spraying bullets like they've done in Israel, it could happen. And Greta, our uh, forefathers gave us the right to bear arms. And so in this country, we have a right to protect 
protect ourselves. So you have a right to have a gun and protect yourself. Uh, in Israel, it's difficult to get a gun permit. You can get a gun permit for a pistol. And uh, and I called one of the men that works for me. He used to be in the IDF. He's for, he lives lived in Israel, served in their military. He says you can get a pistol permit, but they're hard to get. But as far as having an assault rifle in your home or a shotgun or a hunting rifle, these things are very difficult. And you would think that uh, Israel would require anyone living close to the border of Gaza uh, to have weapons uh, in their home and maybe even be forced to carry those weapons. And I just, uh, for, uh, for the life of me, I can't understand what happened. But we also have to put uh, blame on uh, the Biden administration and uh, the Democratic Party for the way Afghanistan collapsed and the billions of dollars that went into the Taliban coffers and all the military weapons that uh, we left there and that they can now use against us and our allies and the six billion plus dollars that we gave to the Iranians uh, that the Biden administration, the Democratic uh, Congress or Senate gave to uh, Iran. Uh, and now Iran wants to wipe Israel off the map and they, they fund Hamas. We know this for a fact. And it's uh, it's just, our, our world's in a mess God. only God can fix this and straighten it out. Our politicians are, are off the charts crazy. And I don't understand it. But this, what you're seeing in Israel could happen here one day, I'm afraid. You know, the thing that I've been talking about the last, actually, actually the last two hours is that I, I went through the Hamas charter. And the, and the charter spells it out. It's you know, their hatred of the Jews, and that they, they have no this is uh, they have no interest in peaceful solutions. They're just against any peaceful solutions. I mean that is a, that's what they say. It's not what others are saying about Hamas. That's what they say. And and yet you know it's like I, I for the life of me is that you know, it, it had to come to this. You know that it has come to this. Greta, it has come to this, and it's, it's, this is not the first time. Uh, Hamas, uh, Hezbollah, the Taliban, uh, ISIS, it's, it's all one and the same, uh, just different names. These are uh, Islamic uh, fundamentalist uh, terrorists, and uh, they use different names, but they have the same agenda. And they want to kill Christians and Jews and uh, anyone who disagrees with them. And I'm not saying this is all of Islam, but it's, it's these Islam, Islamic fundamentalists uh, that, are, that are doing this. And so they, they have different hats and they have different names, but it's all one and the same. You know, it's just, it's just so tragic, though, when you say, and, you know, the numbers are going to roll up a lot higher. You know, we have 700 now, 260 at a, at a festival or music festival. You know, the numbers just staggering. And, and of course, Israel is going to respond, and, um, and, and the United States stands with them on this. So we'll see what happens. Well, we, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That's what the Bible tells us to do, Greta. And that's uh, what I encourage everyone who's watching to do is to pray. Indeed, well, uh, Israel needs, I mean, Israel needs lots of prayers tonight because they are suffering uh, tremendously. And I don't know, uh, you know, it's, it's nighttime there. Um, you know, I don't, and of course they fire rockets all night long, but we'll see what it brings tomorrow. Reverend Franklin Graham, um, thank you very much, sir. Thank you, Greta. That's Greta with uh, Franklin Graham. Good, good conversation. You know, I, I won't, I never will understand uh, how these fundamentalists can justify slaughtering people in the name of God. They do it all the time. They do, you know, you hear them yelling, Allah Akbar. I mentioned this yesterday, which I understand is God is great or God is good. And they, they scream these things out 
and then they do the most heinous things. They, they butcher people. You probably have all seen the picture of uh, the young woman who is, uh, you know, she's on the back. She's dead. She's in the back of a flatbed truck, and they're uh, spitting on her. And uh, she's uh, some reports say she's 30. I saw a report today that said she's 22. Either way, she's a very young woman who had a lot of life ahead of her, and they just summarily executed her. And then they paraded her around like she was a trophy. Yeah, there is no value on life. And um, but this gets back to, you know, people talk about Armageddon. Well, where is Armageddon? Uh, it broke out in war over the weekend there. That's Armageddon. Uh, what is it, Megadu or something like that? But that, that's the original holy war, and that's where it is. So... You know, whether the prophecies of the Bible are coming true or not, we are in uh, tedious, uh, delicate times right now. You know, uh, the Hamas uh, leaders came out with uh, an English message yesterday, and they said this. To put an end to this, from this moment on, we announce that any targeting of innocent civilians without warning will be met, regretfully to say, by executing one of the hostages in our custody. And we will be forced to broadcast this execution. We regret this Okay, you know, what I would do right there is I would, I would answer his challenge with a challenge. I would fly the bomber over and just say, you know what? Before it gets there, you better sit there and release the hostages and back down because this is me talking, but I would sit there and threaten because that's what he's doing to us. Mm -hmm. He's holding life hostage. So we have to answer that even bigger and better and just say, okay, if, if you're saying that life is lost, you lose yours and you're going to lose your whole country in one fell swoop. Question. Mm-hmm. In this woke environment we're living in Can't right happen. now, in this woke environment, how long do you think it'll take before this administration starts to talk about uh, di- uh, 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 peace? So we have to put down our weapons, a ceasefire. We need a ceasefire on both sides. Understand that this slaughter was initiated by Hamas. Mm-hmm. And and their charter, by the way, from what I've read, it states specifically that there's no room at all in their world for coexisting Israel. They've got to die. They've got to cease to exist. That is what Hamas believes. They have believed that since the Old Testament. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, you're... I'm not a, a historian or a scholar, but you know you've got these old trade lines there, rival trade trade lines there. It goes back to biblical times, you know, and and you'd have to look it up, or or talk to a preacher that knows everything about it. But they will, they can. It, it it's whether you believe in the Bible or not, whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian. Armageddon is a word that 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 uh, strikes up, you know makes you stand to attention. 
And because we understand what the word is, and it does come from that area right there. That is the that is the biblical hotspot. It's and in- that's where the end of times began. So um, it doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or non-Christian, you believe in the devil, you believe in God. That is, you know, this this could be the unraveling of what we know. And even you said, uh, they said that they're going to change, uh, you know, uh, make a change forever. What's interesting is you, you watch the people who are actually siding with Hamas in the United States in the demonstrations, and they are gay groups, LGBTQ. They don't seem to realize that if there were uh, a change in order and if uh, these groups were to, for some you know magical or reason, uh, get some power over these people, the first people that they would get rid of are the gays. Yeah, they don't believe in that. They they have, in, in, in countries that they control, they have literally executed uh, gays by pushing them off of building roofs. You know, this is not something made up. This is fact. They do this. They have little room in their lives for gays, they hate Christians. You've seen what they've done in some of these countries to the Christian churches. They've destroyed them, Christian artwork. Uh, they have no tolerance for anybody who doesn't believe in what they believe in. The perfect world is a world that is uh, a world that is subservient and under the control of their beliefs, period. That's right. So that's where we're... I don't even. I don't even want to say we're headed. We're we're probably there, and and uh, I'm just waiting for things to get bad in the United States. Not that they're already bad with the economy, and that we're heading for a depression. It's going to get worse because the borders have been open, and Joe doesn't care about the wall. He doesn't believe in the wall. He's adhering to it because he has to, but he just wants to take it, build it, and tear it down. He doesn't care. All right. Question. Um... Do you, how long will it take before we start seeing civil disturbances in this country, uh, violence, violent acts? I think there are, I think there are uh, cells in this country that are run by terrorists, and I think their plan is, as we start to show more and more support for Israel, you know, be it uh, with uh, weaponry and things like that, you're going to start seeing attacks internally in this country. On well, on malls and uh, pl- places like that, it's going to be bad. Stage is set. the 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 wall has been down. We know that we know that terrorist cells have made it across. That that's that's a given. So it's a matter of when do they want to strike? And I would tend to say they're not going to sit there dormant for a long time, because there's a lot of heads to this snake, and they're probably in all fifty states. You know, two, four, five, tenfold. So we're not going to be able to stop it from happening. What you have to do is be prepared to protect yourself because it is a crazy time. So your question of time frame um, could happen this week. This administration has done this to our country. Mm-hmm. Make no doubt about it. This administration has allowed this to uh, be you know, a reality in our country. Uh, we had a border. We were protected to a certain extent under Trump. 
and those groups had a harder time getting across if they got across at all. But with Joe Biden, they were escorted across. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they come in. How many times did we read stories, Bill, about military-aged men? All we see is military-aged men coming across the border. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at the news over the weekend. You know, it's all been about Israel and uh, Palestine and Hamas and, and what's going on there. Uh, you haven't heard about any of the Biden problems, the Biden crime family problems. You did hear about James, you know, uh, uh, and his naked pictures out there that he took, I guess, five oh, Frank, years ago or something Frank. like that. Frank, uh, Frank, or Biden. Frank, Frank, yeah. yeah, I said James, Frank, yeah, Frank, who is uh, Joe's younger brother. Unbelievable! It, These people are amazing, Bill. They just, yeah, they have no no shame. Right, you know, and he said, yeah, somebody hacked his phone. Must have got out. He has an iPhone. Guys with iPhones, gay porn site, and if that's his thing, that's his thing. Took the picture naked when he was sixty-four. Had sunglasses on. Seems like all the Bidens have to hide their dark souls behind dark sunglasses and a baseball cap and a nice smile. And he's sitting there naked with uh, all his uh, his attributes to the world. Yes, right. Yeah, you know, and I'm sitting there going, okay, that's his thing. But you know what? It's pretty hard to hack an iPhone. I don't have one, but I do know from people that do. Uh, I know that when my kids forgot their security codes, it was hard to get. Uh, you get, only have so many attempts, Bill. And that's it. You're that's locked. That's it. Then you're locked out forever. It, yeah. Uh, and that's it. The phone is no good. And right. great for iPhone because, well, you have to buy a new phone. I'm sorry. That's the way it works. But with what's going on, I got to believe that uh, all hell is going to break loose here. Uh, we've got a lot of different cells. I had a thought that I was thinking of. And. Well, I'll remember well, it, well, but you know, well, with age, well, sometimes you forget the you track know, you're on. Mike Huckabee was on one of the talk shows recently. Mike's a smart guy, and he had some thoughts on what's happening in the Middle East. Listen. Well, it's been very unsettling. We've got a lot of friends in Israel. We've heard from them. Uh, one of our friends has a niece who is missing, presumed either kidnapped or killed. We have other friends whose uh, neighborhoods in Stero, uh were among those that were violated by these uh, hideous terrorists. And I, I just reflect upon 50 years of going to Israel. My first trip was when I was a teenager in 1973, two months before the Yom Kippur War. And in that 50 year period, there's been nothing quite like this uh, that has happened in Israel. There have been intifadas, there have been incursions, there have been uh, all kinds of uh, moments of unrest, but the atrocities that have been inflicted upon the Israeli people, uh, this is the kind of thing that happened to them during the Holocaust. It is disgusting, and I don't want to hear anyone say, well, both sides need to uh, just calm down and get peace. Both sides didn't start this. This is a terrorist act financed by Iran, carried out by a terrorist group, Hamas, not a government. And I hope Israel acts with an extraordinary sense of urgency. And I hope that they put down Hamas once and for all. They need to be stamped out completely because this doesn't stop. And let me just add this. I don't want to hear any more talk about the so-called two-state solution, whether it's from Republicans or Democrats, because it's ridiculous. This is what you have when you have terrorists 
terrorists who want to not coexist with the Jewish people of Israel, but want to destroy them and annihilate them. And the entire world needs to say, the Jewish people have a right to their homeland, the indigenous homeland since the time of Abraham. And let's quit pretending that these are people, these uh, folks like Hamas, the, the terrorists, who want to coexist with anybody. Governor, if Hamas is wiped out, do you predict that there will be another war between Israel and Iran, knowing that Iran has funded this terrorist group? Well, if there's any silver lining in it, it's pretty much going to be Iran, because you're not going to see the Saudis, the Jordanians, the Egyptians. Um, they're not going to join in this. There's there's nothing in it for them. And you now have diplomatic relations with Israel and the UAE and Bahrain. And so uh, it's a different Middle East, but it's still a dangerous place. But I think more and more people, I hope, are recognizing that the land of Israel represents one six hundred and forty-fourth the land size of uh, areas controlled by Muslims. So the idea that if there's uh, a desire to have a, a Muslim uh, country for uh, the so and I call them so-called Palestinians because Palestinian is a geographical term, not a political term. There was no such thing as a Palestinian government. Uh, Yasser Arafat created that out of thin air in 1962 and co-opted it so he could create a terror organization. And so, you know, this idea that the Palestinians need a place, okay, if they do, Muslims control 644 times the amount of land that Israel does in its tiny little sliver of real estate, and you can make them one. But it shouldn't be in a land where the Jewish people have a right to exist, a right to feel safe and secure. And what we've seen, the atrocities of the slaughtering, not just the killing, and it wasn't indiscriminate. This was intentional slaughtering of children and elderly people and women. And so you can't, I I don't want to hear Rashida Tlaib or any of these people tell me that, uh, you know, the Israelis are to, to blame for this. No, they are not. Mike Huckabee with his views on what's going on right now. And uh, he, you, did you find out? Did you remember what you were, you were going yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah, I'll go into it. I was just, I noticed that Harvard is uh, saying that Israel is the problem, which yeah. I find, you know, Harvard, you know, getting behind that. Cambridge, they had the big, you know, I'm staying up in Cambridge, uh, right on the line. And uh, when I come up here, this is where I stay. But uh, right down the line here, you know, they had all the, the pro Hamas protests, but. You know, I was noticing in the news over the weekend, you know, nothing really slapping at Biden so much. The news has been going on, but they've been taking the time to sit there and go after Trump saying, oh, he's a traitor. He's a pathological liar. He's a narcissist. All those tra- all those things are what Biden is guilty of, but they're taking the time to attack Trump, and uh, but they're not putting him so much in the news. And I'm sitting there going, boy. You know, this would be, it's, it, it just seems like a time with everything that's going on, what a perfect way to keep the administration in with, let's say that terror breaks out in the United States. You got this holy war going on. Well, we can't have an election. Forget about uh, Kennedy, you know, for, you know, running as an independent, which he did that announcement. Mm-hmm. And that can hurt both Joe and Trump even, you know, mm-hmm. because there are a lot of things that were Kennedy and Trump sound alike. You know, they want to take Trump out. Trump is really a positive player. 
You know, is, well, you know, it, I'm not it saying says, Joe's the Antichrist, but it says to me that he's over the target. I mean, Trump is. You know, yeah. you, that's where you see the most flack. You see the most flack. So they got to take the him target. out. He, they got to take him out because he does not represent what they want. Biden allows what they want, but somewhere on a dark horse is a hidden crusader that is your Antichrist, if the Bible calls it that, but your hidden crusader that will bring everything together. Who is he? Now, you know, there's going to be all kinds of speculation. He could be on the Republican ticket. Uh, he you, could come up as You mentioned a RFK Jr. Yeah. Here's what he said yesterday. Hey, I'm here to declare myself an independent candidate. <laughs> for President of the United States. Uh, that's not all. I'm here to join you in making a new Declaration of Independence for our entire nation. We declare independence from the corporations that have hijacked our government. That's RFK Jr. yesterday mm -hmm. uh, making his announcement. Um, and he's going he's gonna to touch some hearts. He's going to reach some people. You heard the crowd. It was not a small crowd in Philadelphia. No. no, it was a big crowd, and he did it at the right place now where he says we're going to do a new declaration of independence. You know, I, I've said we need to rewrite certain things, but, you know, that that is going to scare whoever's pulling the strings out there. I'm just saying what's going well, on now has I, been a plan. I think what he was saying, Bill, is that, he was declaring himself as an independent. And right. the new Declaration of Independence, meaning uh, you don't have to vote Republican, you don't have to vote Democrat, you can be independent. You can declare yourself as an independent and vote for him. That's what I think he was... I don't think he was literally talking about sitting right. down and writing a new document. Uh, and, no, I, I, I don't... But he is He is attacking the, uh, the uh, corporate... Uh, uh, Structure, you know, yeah. yeah, the structure. So that is kind of a uh, a rethink and rewrite of what's going on. But uh, he's a, I don't know. He is a, a a smart guy. He says a lot of right things. I think that he's a very attractive candidate for uh, Democrats who are moderates who don't oh, that's, like that's Biden. who he'll pull. Yeah, I think there are some Republicans. I I can't see too many Trump supporters leaving the fold to go to to go to RFK Jr. I, they they try to say, well, he's going to take some from Trump, too. I doubt it. I think they're two different animals, although they, they do actually get along. You know, uh, Trump doesn't mm -hmm. say bad things about RFK Jr., and conversely, he doesn't say bad things about Trump. But, you know, if it gets down to where it is, those two, um, number one, oh, yeah. the, the, Repo uh, the Democrats are not going to sit there and go without a... Uh, you know, a fight in this ring. So they're going to do something to throw a monkey wrench and they'll throw it at Trump if they have to, uh, which is what they're trying to do anyway, take him out of there. But 
they don't want him in either. So how is this all going to end? Well, it's going to end hopefully with, uh, uh, I think Trump is going to win. I think Trump has got a following that uh, they won't they won't leave his side. They're loyal to a fault, and that it's driving people like Hillary nuts. You'll remember the cut we played a couple of days ago, where she said that we all need to be deprogrammed. Oh yeah, Literally. she wants to take you and lock you up. Yes. specifically, she called me and said, "Yeah, I want to lock Jim up and reprogram." Him. Well, I, I and then she goes, and then you better not, uh, you better not. Well, get we too far we go with a matching set, Bill. You understand that? We I go, know. I said, yes. yeah, she, and yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I would never talk to Hillary. I can tell you that. <laughs> Uh, I, I think that uh, I think that they don't know what to make of Trump because with everything they throw at him, he gets stronger. His ratings go higher and higher. He seems to be more appealing to more and more people who were not supporters before. They don't know how to how to figure this guy out, and you know they're following all of the game plans that they've used for decades. Well, if we do this, so, this guy will fall down. Trump's not doing that. So how are they going to replace Joe and take, uh, is something going to happen to Joe and Kamala to where, oh, and then they bring in their new candidate? Well, it's a question. In the line line of secession, if something were to happen to Joe and Kamala now, uh, then the next one in line would be the Speaker of the House. They don't want that. Not now. Because well, we don't have a gonna, speaker right now well, today, but they will have a Republican. Let's say Jim Jordan were to get in, or or Steve Scalise were to get in, they would be the next in the line of secession. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're not going to. I don't think they're going to pull Joe. I could be wrong, but uh, and Carmela is a waste of space. Right. Yeah, she is. Well. The Republicans are having meetings today, and they got they got to figure it out. Uh, they don't have time to fart around with this. Uh, pardon the pun there, but th- they don't. They have to. They have to figure it out in the next day or so, and uh, get a vote in. And then they got to take care of this problem with Joe. And if they're going to indict, indict. Um, if they're going to let him float, then just move on. You know. But I say indict him. Get him. Get I don't him. know how long do you think it'll be before the Israeli story falls off the headlines. I think it's going to be major news. And top, top of the column for, yeah, for, for weeks. Yeah, I think other things are going to happen. I think they're going to sit there and uh, uh, there's going to be bloodshed in this country. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hate to say it. I think you're probably right. Um, over the weekend, uh, MSNBC caught a lot of flack because mm-hmm. they seem to be promoting Hamas. They seem to be yeah. on the side of Hamas. They should. They should catch flack. They, you know, they're they're a news source. They shouldn't even be taking sides and on anything. They should just report the news, stay the hell out of uh, all of that. One of their uh, one of their reporters, I, I forgot his name, but I do have the the audio. Uh, he, you can hear his his thinking. You can hear how he uh, sort of defended what was happening in the Middle East, and and he kind of put the blame on Israel for putting most of its attention on uh, its relationship with Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, and other countries, and not on the Gaza Strip. Mind you, the Gaza Strip, from what I understand, offers very little uh, economically. It's it's a poor, almost a uh, uh, almost a slum kind of area. 
right. and uh, the, Israel has worked on relationships with countries that uh, they can benefit from mutually. You know, they they can sell products to, and products can be bought from them. It's it, there's a, a business relationship too, but uh, he says that because of that that effort on the part of Israel, that it's kind of their fault that all of this is happening in the Middle East. Listen. They've done that. And and my point is, what you're going to see certainly within Israel's um, security apparatus is a debate. Whether that is public or transparent is not going to be (laughs) as clear cut. But Israeli military officials that I've spoken to over the years have debated whether or not the siege, the the blockade, was achieving Israel's strategic objective of trying to bring calm and quiet to the southern borders. And what we see today, um, if it has achieved nothing for Hamas, it has just shattered the myth that Israel can ignore what happens inside the Gaza Strip and that doing what it has been doing in the Gaza Strip is the only way to achieve its objective, right? Because there is this kind of domestic political consideration within Israel, which is you have to be tough. No Israeli prime minister succeeds by coming in and saying, hey, I want to achieve peace, but I don't want to achieve it through might. Right. And when they have tried to do that, whether it's Itzhak Rabin who was assassinated or whether it's Ehud Barak who's voted out of office, the dynamic is strength is the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. But what we have seen, and this is according to the Israeli Prime Minister himself, Benjamin Netanyahu, who has tried to recalibrate um, the equation of what peace looks like in the region, right? So for years it was like um, there is no peace with Arabs without peace with the Palestinians. And he has prided himself on saying, I'm going to change that equation. Right. I'm going to say, I'm going out to the Arab world, I'm going to make peace with mm-hmm. the Arab world, and then I'm going to come back and make peace with the Palestinians. Th- those are his words. So when you look at the, the most powerful and perhaps like most important peace agreements that Israel has had, the United Arab Emirates, Morocco, Egypt, Jordan, these are countries that at some point were never directly involved in confrontation with Israel, but Israel felt like if I achieve peace with this, I will weaken the Palestinians, I can make the Palestinians then more malleable to the terms of the agreement. Because, because all their friends in the region are right, not in exactly. the and, and what the Palestinians have said um, repeatedly was that they can have peace with these countries, but it's not going to fundamentally change the dynamic on the ground. And the Palestinian Authority has said that, but it's weak, so it's unable to actually change the dynamic or right. try to impose that calculation on Israel. Hamas on the other hand, has a different approach, a militant one, a violent one. Not all Palestinians accept it. And it's also very, uh, to, to Nova's point earlier, Palestinians are not monolithic. Mm-hmm. It, it would be very naive to just simply say every Palestinian agrees with what Hamas is doing. But Hamas is saying, well, if nobody is able to defend what is happening for Palestinians in the West Bank or in East Jerusalem with the home demolitions, the arrests, the children being killed, the desecration of holy sites, if they're unable to do that, then we only have right. the ability to do it with military might and crude weapons and military. And that that's why I go back to that point that the Israeli Prime Minister was making, which is, I'm going out to reach peace with the Arab world, and I'm going to come back and make peace with the Palestinians. And here's ultimately the end result of that, which is, you have ignored the Palestinians. And I'm not saying he's ignored it in the sense of saying, oh, we're not dealing with the Palestinians or we're not prepared to deal with the Palestinians. It's simply saying, I'm going to put the priority of our resources on peace with Saudi Arabia. I'm going to put the priority of our resources on peace with um, the United Arab Emirates Emirates. and others. And I'm going to get the Americans to buy into that. I'm going to get the Europeans to buy into that. And when others were saying, listen, that's, that's important. That's good. That's going to matter. But it's not going to change what is happening on the ground every day for Israelis because Israelis were being killed this year. I mean, Palestinians were being killed and Israelis were being killed. That's MSNBC. And they caught a lot of flack because of their position. You know, they, they, 
they were, uh, this guy, he went on for another two minutes, but uh, I just, uh, I figured I'd spare you. Uh, yeah, the, I think uh, we heard it now. Yes. You know what I don't understand about this whole thing? And this is, this is very important stuff. Um, mm-hmm. you, you saw the paragliders. They're, they're like big chaise lounges, you know, lawn chairs. Uh, right. And they have these large uh, fans behind the seat. And then they have the uh, parasail above, which is like, a, think of it as like a big wing-shaped parachute. And uh, it, it flies like a small airplane. Right. And, and these guys had to learn how to fly these things, all of these uh, guys. And I guess there were several hundred of these things. Uh, mm-hmm. Where did they learn how to fly this? And how did how did the Israeli intelligence miss them learning how to fly these paragliders? Well, I don't think they missed it. Somebody just didn't report it to the powers that be. There, there's something no, amiss I, here. I, that's I, I don't I don't buy that. I think that if you have well, then they uh, had to be trained away from there. That is a possibility. Maybe they were trained in Lebanon. Maybe they were trained by the Hezbollah. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they, they were been, trained. But then, you know, this is a this is well. Look, we had we had uh, Pearl Harbor, where we had intelligence that we didn't act upon for certain reasons. We had nine one one, where we had intelligence and we didn't act upon it. This is Israel's, uh, you know, nine one one, but. I got to believe that somewhere, somehow, somebody knew something. And I still think that there's more, you know, we haven't seen the whole shoe drop yet. Well, here's what we know. We know they had these paragliders, but they also got in through tunnels. I mm-hmm. saw I saw a documentary, it must have been about 10 years ago, about the border, the Gaza border. And they had this big wall up, and they were talking about how they were finding these tunnels the Israelis were, and they were destroying them. It was an ongoing project. How they ever got more tunnels dug is beyond me because they had tunnels going underneath the wall. They also had people coming by boat to, uh, to strike Israel. So you had land, sea, and air covered. And how did this all get by one of the most sophisticated intelligence organization in the world, Mossad. Uh, and I guess well, there, there are other branches, Israel Defense Force, IDF, I believe. Right. Th- these are organizations that are recognized around the world as being the best of the best when it comes to intelligence, yet they miss this. Well, you know, somebody has to know how you can tunnel underground and not be detected, whether it's through... You know the the sensors. What is it? The ammonia sensors or the uh, the they have vibrations. The ground vibration. Ground vibration. Yeah. Uh, but we have tunnels on you know from the border, you know uh, southern border. Oh yeah. There are tunnel tunnels the cartel uses, and you know we blockaded tunnels, but yet they still got them there. So we can't as as high and mighty as we are, we can't detect it either. Well, so the other thing somebody is, shared how, something. Somewhere. How did we miss? Uh, the intelligence too, because we have spy satellites all over that region. Mm-hmm. You would have thought that somebody in our intelligence organization would have seen something strange going on in Gaza and uh, let the Israelis know. Well, you know, you might want to start looking into the administration and people that head up the administration 
and what they tend to overlook or put on the back burner. That's um, a good point. I, that is an exception. You know, I, I heard someone say this, Bill, and you, I think you hit the target. I think the emphasis has been on MAGA people. They call us terrorists, by the way. They call MAGA. Mm-hmm. Biden has called us terrorists. In the meantime, he's equating us with uh, Hamas, who, who are legitimate terrorists, who, who behead Israeli soldiers. They're doing that right now. As we speak, they're beheading Israeli prisoners. And he doesn't care about life. He doesn't care about anything but to make money for him. And then secondly, his family. He is he is a traitor to the country. He has sold us out. And that is a proven fact. But the Republicans haven't acted on it yet. Well, they've proved it, but they haven't acted on it. Um, you know what? He is uh, he's a pathological liar. He is a narcissist. He's a racist. We can go on and on and on. Everything they're accusing Trump of that they really have no proof of because Trump's not that. Joe is, and it's evident. But people have been built up this hate by the media, and they want to sit there and believe the hate and go with the hate regardless of what the evidence shows them. And they're going after Trump again. And what they're doing is they're being sold a lie. They go, well, you know, Trump, I saw an article today. Trump can never, ever, ever. That's the quote. Trump could never, ever, ever be president because of January 6th. Yeah, well, right. here's a news flash to the media. You know, the, the simple fact is January 6th was planned by the FBI weeks before January 6th. It was a written fake playbook that they pinned on Trump, but it was proven the FBI did it. So that means it was a Democrat, mm-hmm. you know, procedure. You know, there's they talk about that they talk about what else is it that they they they've thrown at trump well it goes they, oh russia russia gate well, yeah Hillary, you know they still that. she still mentions that because, even though it's been proven to be false and a lie because they're not mentioning that it's false and a lie they keep they you know they talk about oh you keep talking about the stolen election the lie of the election no let's talk about and that's what we should do is remind every day, you know, people that, you know, just so you know, uh, Russiagate is exactly that. It's Russiagate. It is a lie. It was based on a document that was written by mm-hmm. operatives that connect back to Hillary. It was a made up story. But, uh, you know, and the, the urination on the, the mattress and the whole night, nine yards, it was all fake yeah. news created by the Democrats. You look at January 6th, it was created by the Democrats. So you cannot blame Trump for it. So, you know, the perfect storm is in place right now. I mean, we have an administration that is weak and feeble. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't have a Trump administration who would be decisive and supportive of Israel. So we have an administration who, without a doubt, within uh, a week or 10 days, you'll be hearing them call for uh, some kind of a, a step down to violence, a ceasefire. Uh, they're going to make it sound like uh, Israel sh- should be uh, more considerate of the poor uh, people in the Gaza Strip, when in reality this whole thing was started by them. I don't, by the way, understand how anyone thinks that there can be peace in the Gaza Strip anymore. I don't know how. How, how do you think that they will coexist after what just happened? I think that what's going to have to happen is the uh, the good people in the Gaza Strip, uh, they're going to probably be moved to another country. 
You there gotta, has it, never been peace in the Gaza Strip. You go back to biblical right. times, you bring it forward, even 50 years ago. You know, there well, was, I mean, look back, look in the 70s, late 60s and 70s, what was going on. They were blowing the hell out of each other. Well, they you, have never. You, I, th- I think this this time around, you know, uh, what's Netanyahu says, we're going to change the face of the Middle East. I think what he's saying is uh, we're going to move all of the people who live in the Gaza out of the Gaza. They are going to move to other countries uh, where they are welcomed. You heard, you heard, um, was it Mike Huckabee who just said uh, 644 times bigger than uh, the Gaza, uh, than Israel? Uh, mm-hmm. The rest of the Middle East is run by Muslims, and they're, the whole section of land is 644 times greater than Israel. They have plenty of room for the people in the Gaza Strip to live. They don't need to be settled in that strip of land. That is a statement. That is a statement by the, those people who are being defiant. They want they want that land. They don't want to give up, quote, the Palestinian area of, uh, of, of that region. By the way, you know, there was never a Palestinian uh, country. You know that. Right. Uh, that, was a, that was something which was made up by Yasser Arafat back in the early 70s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he determined that the, the Palestinians needed a homeland and a country, and he was the guy who started pointing to that area saying, that's our land, that's where we're from. If you go back biblically, it was owned by the Jews. Mm-hmm. That whole area was... Wasn't that a trading route or something like that? It was, there? Well, it, it probably was because it went to the sea, you know. Yeah, yeah but, that, uh, that's what it was, and there was always dispute going on there. But, you know, is that the Battle of Armageddon? That's where it's talked about. Gosh, I, I hope not. I hope we're not... Well, no, no. What, what my point is, we've got cells that are here in the United States. You Only know, God I, knows where Armageddon is. Maybe I, we're Armageddon. Well, the other thing I'm afraid of is they're going to... Some of these cells are going to let off a, a suitcase nuke in our well, country. No, that's a, that's a reality. They got them all over the place. There's so many lost suitcase nukes out there that they don't talk about. They got when, when, nukes. You can make a dirty bomb. But when Russia, when Russia collapsed, uh, the Soviet Union collapsed, they lost track of a whole bunch of those things. Mm-hmm. Nobody's found them. They're just gone. They're out hey, there look. somewhere. And they don't go bad, by the way, friends. They don't go bad. No, the contaminant is the contaminant. And, uh, you know, you can you can sit there and uh, you can rig up an explosive and get some some yeah. radioactive material in there, and you've got a dirty nuke. You can get that from a hospital, you know. From, yeah, you from, know, they have radioactive. You can get it from a college because they teach, you know. Nuclear you science, know, yeah. Yeah, they, they have that. They have small reactors. They have, like, the little you know, five meg reactor. Well, that takes plutonium and that's in that reactor and they have good and bad that goes into that thing. And so you take out the, 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 the spent rods have, what is it? A 15,000 year life. I think you know, you'd be able to use it in this lifetime and do some damage. with. Before it. we wrap this thing up, Sherry Markson is a uh, reporter for sky news, Australia. And, uh, she's a very good reporter, award-winning but she was doing a report over the weekend about what is happening in the Middle East, and it got the best of her. Listen. Unimaginable conditions imposed on them by barbarians who have no limits to their brutality. 
was no mercy shown. As the elderly, the women, the children, the babies were kidnapped, seized, and carted off by jeering men. That's uh, Sherry Markson from uh, Sky News. And the long pauses were her trying to compose herself. She was just overwhelmed with emotion when she was mm-hmm. reading the story. If you see some of the pictures, Bill, uh, they are just mind-boggling. I mean, they showed. I, sh- I saw one picture of the site after the shooting at that dance, and there were young people's bodies all over the place. All well, yeah, over they came the in place. there with the intent. They knew what was going on, and they said, "This, this is a these. They're sitting ducks. They have no value of life. They wanted to prove a point, and they made their point. They're barbaric. They, they. So my you know, question is, how do you, how do you negotiate? How do you have a ceasefire with these kind of animals? Because you know, the other thing is this: they will negotiate with you for a ceasefire. And when everything is calm and quiet and everything's back to normal, they'll do it again mm-hmm. because they don't uh, – everything they do, they justify lying. You know, lying is justified with these people if it leads to their end, to their goals. If you had a pet cobra, would you kiss it? Nope. No, I would not kiss it. But uh, Well, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're holding a venomous snake that knows nothing else than to sit there and be aggressive. That's what it knows. Uh, it's almost to the point to where it, this is this is a generational thing. You know, you can pass on hate to your kids, and your kids pass it on, passes it on to their kids, and so on and so forth. At some point in time, you don't have to pass it on anymore. It it's becomes a part of their DNA. Yeah. Hey, if you want to reach us, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at jimandbill.com and jimandbill at mail.com. And there you go. You got the trifecta. And I guarantee you that we'll have more fresh news for you tomorrow because it just doesn't stop, folks. It just doesn't stop. Uh, say a prayer for our country. Say a prayer for Israel. Stay a, say a prayer for the entire Middle Eastern region. Because, you know, even in the Gaza Strip, there are probably good people who don't want to be at war with anybody, and they're just stuck in a bad place. And, you know, uh, the only time that anybody's innocent is when they're a swaddling baby. So, you know, uh, just pray for everybody. Pray. You hug your kids today. Yep. You know, and with that... Well, um, you know, uh, Bill, while you were gone, gone, there were people who were, who were calling missing... Something was missing in their life. You know, their daily routine, they they have had gotten used to hearing something on a daily basis and it was gone yesterday. I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't duplicate well, you it. Could, but you know, nobody yeah. knows how to do uh, the Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. 
And this is what she said. From Acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day. Dot com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? Mm-hmm.